I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Black Tivities, a celebration of all things Black. Black culture, Black history, Black perspectives, and Black panache. Celebrating our Blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So let, let the Black Tivities begin. Welcome to Black Activities Pod. I'm Shannon and she is Lisa and we're your hosts. Hey, hey. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate you listening today. And if you are a Black Activities regular, we definitely appreciate you. Well, it's that time again. The midterms, the polls are open for early voting in a lot of states, including our state of Georgia. And I hope that by the time you're listening, I have already early voted. A lot of people don't turn out for the midterms, especially in the black community. But the midterms are just as important as the presidential elections, because a lot of the races are even closer to us and more directly affect the places that we live. Lisa and I are in Georgia. And there are some huge races that everyone is watching in our state. Because one, the gubernatorial race, which is a rematch between our current governor, Kemp, and Stacey Abrams, who is the hero of the Democratic presidential win. And for those who don't live here, uh, just some background information. This race is a big deal because the first time they ran against each other, it was super close And it was some contention because at the time, Kemp was the secretary of state and he was in charge of the race that he was running in. So how you can do that, I don't know, but he did it. They do a lot of things. They do a lot of things. They they make it up as they go. But go ahead. Years and years and years. They make it up as they go. But go ahead. The other big race is between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock which could potentially flip control of the Senate. And I think it's going to be really close. But if you don't get anything else from this episode, you need to get this. Vote, 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 vote. vote, vote. Yes, vote people, please vote. I have to say, (laughs) difficult as it may be for African-Americans and when it comes to politics, I mean, we don't pay attention to it as much. So when it is time to vote, we don't know who we vote right. for. Most of the time they go there and it's time to cast ballots and they just voting for like signs that they seen on the side of the street or maybe what their uncle done said. But it's very important that we do pay attention to what each candidate is about, what they believe in, because that marks the way on our future and our children's future. Um, but I have to say this though. I wasn't, I'm going to be honest, when this topic came up of like, hey, we could talk about politics. I'm not very keen on talking about it because I have to suppress my feelings a lot, Um, especially, you know, where I live. Um, There are more Republicans, you know, that I do encounter. And I feel like sometimes maybe just me being Lisa, they say things knowing, okay, damn well, yeah, I'm black. And you know damn well, I don't believe that (laughs) or I'm not into what you just said. But just like everything else, we have to suppress our feelings. We have to nod and just go along with it and not contribute. Me, I don't contribute to the conversation. I just let them say what they say and keep moving because I ain't got time for it. 
But I mean, Shannon, I know you've been around people that say, yes, they need to bring Trump back or it's hard to have a conversation with someone that has a Trump sweatshirt that says Trump 2024 and you're just looking at them like, bro, come on, man. Right. (laughs) But it's very, very hard. And I do encounter a lot of people that come in and they ask questions and then they somehow come, you know, transition to politics and they say, hey, did you find out this or did you know this? And it the world be a better place if they just, you know, take us back to when, you know, Richard Nixon, you know, had us under oh, control. Lord. I'm just sitting here looking at that like, bruh, like, you know damn well. <laughs> hey, I'm going to challenge y'all. When you, whenever y'all around somebody, y'all hear something in your mind, just say, you know damn well that ain't the case, <laughs> but go ahead. Just say it to yourself in your mind. But I have, and it's been very challenging, especially now, you know, um, just make sure that we stand firm. We do our own personal research. Go back to the basics. It's just you and your phone. Get your phone and go back to the basics of how this thing works. That way you're standing there and you're able to cast your word, your voice. That way we can have some type of hope. Cause I know it's been years and years and years, but please just, just, just prepare yourself. Do your research. Both. Right. Here's why that's important. It's time for sex facts. tried everything in their power to keep holding us back in this country since slavery went away. After slavery in 1865, they came up with black codes, which were these ridiculous laws specifically designed to keep getting cheap labor and keep us from having our rights, including the right to vote. Republicans in Congress helped to get the Civil Rights Bill passed in 1866. Uh, If you don't know, they flipped the party views back in the 60s. So they did it by overriding President Johnson's veto of it and ending the Black Codes. This opened the floodgates to Black votes electing Black representatives during Reconstruction. And this led to the passing of the 14th and 15th Amendments in 1868 and 1870. And those amendments granted us citizenship and voting rights on paper. But of course, we're not talking about black women because we are the last ones that got that privilege as usual. We are always the last ones, but go ahead. We digress. But anyway, white people was like, uh oh. And Southern states found a way to cancel out that progress and keep black people from voting. They said, oh, okay, well, here's what we about to do. Pay this poll tax if you want to vote, which, of course, black people couldn't pay. Oh, take this literacy test, which black people couldn't pass. I don't think anybody could. You can vote if your grandpappy voted. What the heck? My granddad was a damn slave. Like, what do you mean? And if that didn't work, plain old intimidation will do the trick. And of course... They got what they wanted and got who they wanted back in office and remixed the black codes into Jim Crow. So it wasn't until the 24th Amendment got rid of poll taxes in 1964 
and the passing of the Voting Rights Act in 1965 that we could really exercise our right to vote without all these discrimination tactics to prevent it. Which if you haven't peeped it, Republicans are currently out here trying to overturn that act in the name of voter fraud that does not exist. In case you missed it, that's from 1870 when we got the right to vote to 1965 when we could actually vote. So why should you vote in the midterms and any elections henceforth? Because our people literally fought and died for you to be able to do so. I don't care who you like and who you don't like. I don't care if you feel like no one is out for us. If you consider yourself for the culture, I'm going to need you to be in line with a smile on your face to cast your vote this month or in November. Frederick Douglass said slavery is not abolished until the black man has the ballot. And that's still true today as a community. We will never get the rights and treatment we deserve if we don't vote these folks that were probably back there discriminating in 1965 out of office. And that's sex facts. to applaud you on the sex facts on this one because I mean obviously like always it's very informative but I mean this is real stuff that we have to we each person each African American should know but it's it's very important that we know the role that you know that was paid for us to have this opportunity and to just sit on our butts and not do anything but complain still complain when our voice. I mean, we have that opportunity, even if they say, okay, even if there isn't an African-American candidate, still go and look and see, you know, what the other person believes in and then cast their vote from there. I mean, it is a step closer, you know, so it's very important, guys, that we do take care of this. So, Lisa, what are your thoughts about the way that we elect our leaders in the United States? Um, to be honest with you, I think it's ridiculous. Um, Okay, let me give you an example. So (laughs) let's say if you get something, like let's say if you get a shelf and you're trying to build this shelf, right? And then you get it and it has like Ikea instructions in there, which is like a stick (laughs) man and it's telling you, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that. There's all these steps and there's all these different angles. And uh, let's say you go somewhere, you're out and about with family and you don't know how to get somewhere. You you stop, you ask somebody for directions and they be like, oh, wait you mess this up. So you got to go back over here and then turn left. And then you got to do this and you got to do that. And after a while, <laughs> you're going to be like, you know what? I ain't got to put up with this. I'm going to just go home. I, I'm not, I'm not going to participate. And that's what they hope I, I'm, I'm just will happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is there's so many steps. It's so many different things you got to, um, um, take into consideration. There's two, there's so many, okay. I, I had somebody a while back say, hey, you going to vote? And I was like, vote for who? For what? What is it now? Like, what are we voting for now? <laughs> it's always something going on. But 
it's important that we do have that knowledge and keep up with it. Uh, I know you mentioned how they have like the electoral college. Yes. We got this group of people where they go off of what our vote is and what we say. And then they say, okay, well, we're going to determine based on, you know, how this is. It, it's really our vote that matters. Not the people. It's really the electoral college vote that matters when it comes to the president. And then they have their steps too that they have to follow. And then we're sitting here when they're voting, we're sitting here watching it. Like, like last night, the Alabama and Tennessee game, mm-hmm. watching the votes mm-hmm. go up and down, up and down. Yes, go Tennessee. Sorry, go Tennessee. Um, <laughs> but we sitting here watching it. You know, the votes go up and down, up and down. You know, like, are we going to get our way? Are we going to have more Democrats in the seat? Like, are we going it, to? It's just so much going on that, like, again, with me, if it's too much, bro, I'm going to just go sit down. Y'all, let me, y'all just keep me posted on what's going on. But Again, we have to make sure we have, you know, our voice heard. We have to vote that way we can determine who is in these seats. In my opinion, I feel like it is a lot, but we got to find that strength, just like we used to stand in line for them J's. Right. If you can stand in line for J's, you can stand in line (laughs) to vote. I never understood. Well, I do understand they're doing it on purpose, but I don't think it's right to have different procedures and different rules in different states like that doesn't make sense to me because we're all voting in the same election shouldn't it just be like standardized you vote Uh this way in every state Um, but like I said I know why they do that because they're trying to keep us from voting in the name of states rights right right and then also they feel like we're not that intelligent enough to it's like they do the switcheroo on us and we like, hey, hey, what was that? And then we just keep going like, nah, bro, right. open your hands. Let me see what you got going on. <laughs> the Electoral College, I don't feel like there's a need for it because we can all educate ourselves. And I think it's more like detrimental to the country and what actually gets done because the Electoral College makes it so that people are campaigning in certain states and doing certain things like catering to certain groups of people that they want to come out and vote for them. But I think if you didn't have that, then, you know, everybody in every state, they would be paying attention to each state's issues and not just the ones that they think can flip it into a win for them. Right, right. Uh, Quick quick question. Is there any significance on the amount of um, people or representatives in the electoral college, like there's 500 or so, like it's a random number. Like why is it just that random number? It has to do with the size of each state. Like each state, according to their size, gets a certain amount of electors. But the thing is like when you have your vote in the state, pretty much all of those electors go to whoever wins the state. Right. So, you know, they want to win states that have more electors. Some states, they split it up, but most of the states is just, if you win that state, then you get all of the state's electors. Okay. That makes sense. So another thing too is, yes, we have our own way of doing things, but in other countries, I mean, they do things differently. You know, they have their different procedures and rules. 
I was doing some reading on this. And did you know that in Argentina, Austria, and Brazil, their uh, minimum voting age is 16? Hmm. So the reason why I bring it up is my daughters, they sit down and they talk about politics, which led me to get a little bit more serious and pay, pay a little bit more attention. And I'm thinking, just imagine if, you know, we had our 16-year-olds here because our younger kids, this this generation, they do. They pay attention. They don't have no choice when they on TikTok. <laughs> they see the slander of <laughs> you know, the candidates. I had my youngest come to me asking me. No, we were watching um, something on YouTube. I had it on the TV in the living room. And uh ad came up about Warnock. And she said, oh, there go that Warnocky dude again. And I'm sitting here like laughing because it's like she see this it's like it's imprinted in her mind because she see the slander so of course she's gonna possibly believe that he's a liar you know whatever they were saying um but i just think how significant it would be if we had that minimum voting age of 16 like these other countries you know what i don't think they want that because to me like looking at the situation as a whole it is a small group of old white men who want to continue to have power, but Mm -hmm. the country is changing and for younger people to be able to vote, that would not be in their best interest. All right. Let's talk about this race between Stacey Abrams and governor Kemp. Mm. I think Stacey is super smart. Like, She's a Harvard grad, right? Yes. Very and every time I hear her speak, like she does not back down. And I'm like, yay, like go black woman. I've listened to a couple interviews and um, I don't know if it was something you sent me something. I don't know if it was that one, um, but I did listen to one and. I wasn't aware that she had this playbook. Mm-hmm. Like she has this plan already written out. And for her to have all of this written out, like this is what we need to do. This will fix this. This is my plan. There's been candidates that there was nowhere near having a playbook. They had other people just tell them, hey, you know what I mean? Good idea. You do this way. You know what? Yeah. You know, that's why they credit her with Biden's win in Georgia because she was following her plan. She had people mobilized to help her. And so they credit her with flipping Georgia. Mm. And, and this is true, but I, I feel like it is very, very important that we do have someone such as Stacey Abrams. And, I, and again, I am so for her. If you haven't listened to her speak, you should. You should check her out. The amount of times that she's been in my hometown, um, just basically at the community center and uh, also Warnock, um, it shows how much, you know, they do care. And I'm not just saying it's just because she's a black woman. I pay attention to candidates regardless on their race to see how they are in a community, because how can you say you're the voice for a certain set of people if you're never there? We never see you. Right. So um, I, I, I think it is very amazing on how she is firm, how, you know, she sits up and she has this, you know, queen like stature. Well, we can say king now, <laughs> this king like stature. <laughs> and she comes with 
facts. No matter what, she comes with facts. And you can't, you can't deny that, you know, she knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's doing. And that's what we need. Someone in office that can come. And when someone asks you a question, you can answer that question with facts, intelligently with facts and leave the interviewers like stumbling. But that is very intimidating to white people. And that gives me a bad feeling. Like she's smart. She knows what she's talking about. She's well-spoken. She does not cower or back down. Like that's scary Mm -hmm. to white people. Mm -hmm. And it's proven facts that when Caucasians are intimidated, then it doesn't have a really good outcome or, you know, and I'm not, you know, saying this to be, I mean, it's just, I'm focusing on putting with, especially African-American leaders, you know, what has happened or, you know, the role that they went down. So it's very important, again, that we take the higher approach and we stand firm and back up these people, or regardless on who you believe in, we're not saying, hey, go vote, you know, for Stacey specifically. I am. <laughs> I thought it was going to be neutral, bro. Well. Black power in this? All right, let me bomb my fist up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so I, I I say, you know, regardless on who you're looking into, when it comes, do your research. And I'm going to keep saying this to the end of time. Just do your research. I mean, why not start with someone that is intelligent and, you know, can do the job? Now, I don't have a good feeling about this race, though. I want Stacey to win. <laughs> I just don't know if it's going to happen One, because it is intimidating to white people and they probably will not vote for her. But also, Kemp this year has spent every amount of money that Georgia has, including the COVID money, the federal COVID money that he said (laughs) he didn't want and was not Uh going to spend. He spent that money and he's spending Uh the money to give people money. Like I got a little bit on my check and they've given some to teachers, but it's like, he's trying everything he can at the end to now win over people's favor. Now, let me tell you. uh, Yeah, he did. He's spending his coins, but Mr. Kemp, let me just tell you. Um, I know um, a lot of that money went to people that do receive, um, assistance, the food stamp recipients, the Medicaid, Medicare people, they, they did receive some coinage. Um, but I have to let you know that I did talk to some people that did receive that. And they said, we appreciate you, Kemp, for giving us this check that has your name on it. But we still going to go in a different direction. So Yes, bananas. And he ain't the only one that has spent money, you know, to spend all of his campaign coinage to win that vote over, which is crazy. But hey, what do you do? But I don't think in my opinion, I don't think that his tactics is going to help him. I hope not win this. I was just thinking, you know, the people who usually vote, they're going to come out and vote. But the people that Stacey needs are the people that don't normally come out to vote. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with Kemp not rocking the boat and trying to do little things to get people on his side, 
they might be like, well, you know, everything's all good. Like he's not rocking the boat. So they might not come out, but even bigger than that, like I'm afraid of what her losing means for black women because of, you know, how strong she is. Does that mean that a black woman like her has to continue cowering, has to continue settling for what we get. I have to say though, where (laughs) I want to say cowering is just like, I mean, the proofs in the pudding years and years, like we have, we have to fight harder when it comes to positions, even something small here that we're dealing with us as regular people, we have to fight harder, you know, with our jobs and, and other things. So, I mean, we know, we already know that she's going to have to fight harder um, when it comes to getting a position that, that role that is so strong and important and significant. She knew what she was up against, which is why she comes with her receipts and facts and she knows what she's talking about. So it's, that's why we see her often because it's going to be up to us to back her to make sure that she gets in that place. She's like, look, y'all, I got it. I got it. I got it. But she's going to need us. You know, that podcast that I sent you, they Uh were talking about, you know, if she loses, then that was a test of her blueprint. But Uh to me, it's not a test of her blueprint and whether or not it works. To me, it's a test of racism and people's views of a black woman, a strong black woman. Because if she loses, I don't feel like that means that her tactics don't work, that her plan doesn't work. I think it's more of a statement of, you know, this is how people feel. People in this country feel about a strong black woman. Um, But let's switch gears a little bit and talk about this race between Walker and Warnock. Okay, which is bananas. It is um, very. I I am so like dumbfounded how the people who don't have the experience um, or the knowledge or the education is put into positions to where they can be rulers and they can, you know be strong figures and you look you look at them on a simple interview and you're just like what in the world my mind is blown <laughs> my mind is blown i mean that is a testament to you know who's in power this is true this is true you got people in power backing you you can do a whole bunch of stuff this is true and i'm gonna be very specific We got a man who played football that jumped on women, allegedly, that has his own son came and said, how you can run? You can't even run your own self. You got children everywhere, four different baby mamas. Like, how can you be this family man? You're supposed to be a representative of the people. And you had an interview and they asking you a question. You can talk it in circles, talking about metaphors. They ain't got shit to do with what the <laughs> <laughs> asked you. He lied about his education. 
Right. Talking about he was a valedictorian. Girl, baby. Do you know right now, my brother just posted this on uh, his uh, Facebook. They are selling the Herschel Walker, like little sheriff badges (laughs) that you can buy on Amazon. (laughs) And my brother got one and walking around with it. Oh my God. You know, I cannot. I, I cannot. Like, if it was anybody else, they would have drug them. Okay, they would have not have had a shot. But this where I say money plays a big part because somehow he has presented this like I can get some extra money in your pockets if you just, you know, believe in me. Even though I'm not the most intelligent person. He admitted himself that he's not that smart. Girl. <laughs> I don't even think Republicans like him. I wish I could see me. I'm- I'm rubbing my face right now because I'm just. <laughs> but they will probably, it'll probably still be a close race because they'll probably still vote for him because they know that he's like a puppet for the party and he's going to do whatever they tell him to do. Again, like nobody's perfect. Everybody, you know, all the candidates, they go through their little thing. Warnock, I think he's divorced. He has two children, but he's divorced. I mean, that's, that's normal. My parents are divorced. I'm divorced. I mean, that's normal. But I still see him in the community. I am able to pull up right now where someone is interviewing him and he has a plan and he's able to answer the questions. Um, You know what I found hilarious, though, is when they were talking about them debating and Walker was like, no, I'm not debating him. I ain't got time for that, you know. And then <laughs> some time went by, and I guess the people was in there like, yo, you got to debate him. Like, no, right. <laughs> and he came back and he was like, I'll debate him. I know I'm going to lose, but <laughs> I go ahead. And I'm sitting here like, what in the world? Like, why is he still in this? Like, this is not fair. His success level was measured based on him not completely blowing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, the threshold was low. Right. So, is it okay? So with him and his with with Herschel Walker, okay, yeah, he played football. All right, we we know this. Um, and I know you see the ads where his ex wife every, every time you scroll on social media, she pops up I've with that heavy that eyeliner on, and she's so like, many times. "Oh my god, he held the gun to my temple," <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, all right," and he's denying it. Like, no, this is not right. Like, no. And then he'll talk about the stars and the moon or something. He just go off and do this whole thing. Got shit to do with him beating on women. I just feel like with social media and all the things that we have going on, that it's not fair to have someone off the street that took his money basically and bought like a food company that well, isn't that right? He, he bought a food company that provides food to hotels. Oh, I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, so from my understanding, and then Trump gave him some position, and then Trump was like, you know what? You're a, you're an alright guy, even though they've never like really, really hung out or so. He's like, you know what? You're an alright guy. Let me go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and endorse you if you decide, if you if you decide to run. You know what I'm saying? Just like he planted the seed. You know what I mean? So of course, Hosha Walker, who said, "You know what? I'm not that smart. 
was like, you know what? Trump said I can do this, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> Have no inkling. I bet this man can't tell you what the Electoral College is about. He don't know how many in there. Uh, the, the, the very great sax facts you gave, he probably should listen to it the way he has an inkling and understanding on how all of this works. And I promise you, I promise you this man don't even know how all of this works. <laughs> so it is it is very is is very you know disheartening this whole situation especially sitting here and watching our own people because yeah he probably going to get votes for the republicans but come on man he's still black you know, i mean nothing so, that does not mean that he represents our interest no and i see signs around him in the city too but just for the record, he's never been to my little city. I can say the past two years, Stacey Abrams and Warnock have maybe been here about five or six times. Well, you know, I think that right now we're in a position of power. Let me be clear. Like, I don't claim either party. I am a Christian. I love me some Jesus. I believe in the sanctity uh-huh. and value of human life. I believe that we're all created in the image of God, but I also believe that we are all sinful. Um, Uh I feel like most politicians are on some bull. And I don't think that any of them have done enough for the black community. Like a lot of people blame Obama for not doing enough, but he had to play that game because he knew that how he played out his term was going to affect any future black politicians, right? If he messed that up, it's, it's done. So yeah, I don't blame him for that. I think he did what he had to do, but I'm like somewhere in the middle because both parties on the far end, they'd be doing too much, but I can say that I've never voted Republican because of the way that the party has positioned itself. I feel like if I did vote Republican, I would be voting against my own interest Mm -hmm. because I feel like they're trying to take us backward and trying to erase all of the progress that we have gained for black people. They're trying to get rid of it. They're trying to reverse it. I don't know. I just feel like we're in a position of power right now because we got them shook. Right. When Georgia went blue, like that shook them up. That stirred up everything. And they are doing everything they can to try to keep that from happening again because they saw that it could happen, right? They could get voted out. So they started redrawing districts everywhere <laughs> and making it so that it, it, it's a no fail. Right. Like, okay. For them. They, they, I, mean, I mean, I feel you. It's like, okay. So they like, okay, we got this amount of Democrats and Republicans over here in this area. and But there's more Republicans in this area, but there's not a whole lot over here. So what we're going to do is we're going to redraw the districts, okay? We're going to redraw it, okay? To make it so-called, and I use this loosely, fair. Right. Right. All right, so we're going to redraw all of this, okay? And then the person that's sitting there redrawing, they're like, okay, so can we just keep it like this? They're like, no, 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 because we got, we don't have enough Republicans over here. That's not fair. So we're going to redraw it to make it fair. That's crazy. 
they got all this fake voter fraud and all these laws that they're creating or getting rid of. That's where the whole voting rights stuff comes in, where they're trying to get rid of that. This the Civil Rights Act stuff. Now, tell me, okay, tell me if I'm I'm, I'm just off because we know I'm very random. I was just sitting here thinking, you know, okay, so when they do the census, okay, tell us who you are, how many people in your household, what's y'all ethnicity, you know, like they they do this thing, right? They say it's to keep track or keep monitoring that way we have a number set. But what it is, I feel like it contributes to them in that redrawing. And for me personally, it was just like, do you do you remember when they was when they had people hitting the streets with senses and they were running up on you at the Walmart? It was like, hey, show us out. <laughs> like, we don't get like move. Like I already did it. Like just move. But I feel like that that does contribute to it. That way, they know exactly how many people is in this area, how many people is here. By it does, mm-hmm. but I still think it's important to do it because that's how they figure out how many. Um, Seats we get. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I won't be so rude to the census people. Then I don't want we. They just doing their job. <laughs> they, they were. They was out there like the crackheads at the gas station. <laughs> but they even they tried to mess that up. Yeah, they are purging people from voter registration. Like they doing everything they everything. can. <laughs> The amount of people that sh- that showed up to vote and was told that they was that like how you deregister somebody? Did I say that correctly? They <laughs> registered the vote and then you they go in and like, nah, your vote it expired. Like it's no good. Or we don't even have record of it. Like I voted last time. Like we don't know what you're talking about. They you got purged. Live. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how is that even possible? It's it's ridiculous. It's like like I said, they make up the rules as they go. So some people might disagree with me when I say this, but I, I'm thinking we got to take one for the team and like just vote the Democratic ticket, regardless of how you feel about the party candidates right now. Like I'm I'm not thrilled about some of the candidates myself. I wasn't thrilled about Joe Biden, but Bless the alternative heart. was. Bless his heart. Yeah, we were. Y'all finna get off my Uncle Joe. I tell you what. <laughs> Y'all finna get off my Uncle Joe. Especially in Georgia, though. Like, old white male Republicans rule Georgia right now. There's no opposition to their power. They can do whatever they want to do because they don't have enough people on the other side to have to negotiate with them. There's no balance of power. And I think if we take one for the team and we just start voting out these people, then that is like the only way we're going to have a fair shot at any kind of progress. Because the people in in power right now, they for sure don't care nothing about a black woman's needs. I can tell you that. Right. So if it's okay, let's move along to this uh, black TV. I'm just going to ask a couple questions. All right. And uh, we'll see if uh, you can answer them. You, you did go into one of them previously, so we know you got that one down. But I'm going to still go ahead and throw it in there to keep it as a reminder for our listeners. That way they know, you know, what's going on. Uh, let's start with 
the first one. This is a multiple choice. Okay. To help you out. Okay. Who is, I'm sorry, who was Joseph Rainey? Was he a, a famous writer and poet? B, the first black business owner documented? C, a black voice for freemen of slaves that turn into farmers? Or D, the first black representative elected into Congress? I do not know, but I'm going to say D. Yes, ma'am. Ring-a-ding-a-ding-ding. Yes, he was the first black uh, that was a uh, representative that was elected into Congress. And that was December the 12th, 1870. All right, let's move along, move along. What U.S. president spent his whole entire campaign budget on liquor and served it to his voters? See, I told you. What? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I've never heard of this. I have no yes, idea. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So uh, it was George Washington. <laughs> yes, it started at the beginning. All right, so, George. <laughs> Mr. Washington <laughs> buying booze was already a custom in England. So Mr. Powderpuff Wig himself bought 160 gallons of his best spirits in barrels and served it up on a courthouse lawn on election day. All right, George, he done bought the bar. Right. Well, his wooden teeth. Bless him. <laughs> Hey, when I read it, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Imagine if they did that now. You can go get a cocktail while you wait in line, baby. They won't <laughs> let you do that because they changed the law. You can't give nobody food or drink. Stand in the line. <laughs> right. But just imagine, though. Just imagine. All right. <laughs> this question here again, Shannon knows this, but we're going to do it again for the listeners just to make sure that we get this embedded into your head. Which two amendments try to assist with equal protection under the laws and voting rights of, for people of color? The 14th and the 15th. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So the 14th and 15th Amendment, they went right along with it, even though they ignored the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were there. So go back and read the amendments, guys, just to kind of, you know. What color symbolizes independence? Is it A, red, B, white, C, purple, or D, black? Perhaps red. Red. It's funny that it is this, but it's purple. What? I was thinking red because there's red in our flag. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, it's purple. Okay. I even went a little bit deeper, even though I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But I was like... I watched The Color Purple again last night and I was just sitting there like, after I read that fact, I was like, maybe, maybe Alice Walker was like symbolizing, you know, that, that independence of purple because Celia sure did become independent. And when her sister came and her sister had that purple like scarf blowing in the wind. Okay. Symbolism. Yes. So even though there was a line in the movie where, uh, Suge Avery was sitting with Seeley and she told her she was like, it'd be a shame. I think how she said, it'd be shame and disrespect to God if you walk in the field and see purple flowers and you ignore them. So I was just like, okay. But yeah, I went a little bit deeper because I wanted to. I like it. That's how I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. So last one here. There's a little place in Louisiana called Appaloosa. I'm going to give you this multiple multiple choice here to see if you could uh, inform me on what happened in Appaloosa, Louisiana in September the 28th, 1868. A, it had one of the biggest turnout of black voters. B, Andre Johnson gave a speech saying Negroes have shown less capacity for government than any other race of people. Or C, 250 people, majority of them African-American, were killed over the course of two weeks to suppress the black vote. Mm. And what year was that? 1868. 1868. Okay. Shannon wheels turning. They are. (laughs) I'm going to say B. B? Mm. Even though B is true, no, it was not that. It was C. Over the course of two weeks... 250 people were killed because the main goal was to suppress the black vote mm. or to suppress. They wanted to go in a different direction. They feel like, well, if they can't show up to vote, <laughs> then they will be in our favor. And I thought that was crazy. So you guys read up on that. That's Appaloosa, Louisiana, September 28th, 1868. That is wild. That's crazy. But that's the end for the black activity today. So, uh, is it time for our most pieces? It is time for Lisa's pieces. So this one is titled Do What You Want to Do, but do the right thing. Blind eye to blue skies. Visually view the difficulty that grew. The vines of rights cut with razor blades. Dreams sliced into two. My hope of having someone like me, someone similar to we, calling the shots on how the world would be. Yeah, (laughs) we must be still. No movement. No matter how amazing or traumatic dreams fulfilled, solid plans for a better tomorrow. Yes, those are hope to be revealed. Shit it all because there isn't a bigger bag big enough to do what's right. Money rules the world, so like Shark Tank, may the best slick city talker win. In the meantime, slip on your J's and your old school retros and march like our ancestors. Speak out, let your voice be heard, no matter how small you may feel it is. Remember, The outspoken always get fed. So let's fill our bellies. Go vote. Yes. Go vote. Moral of the story. Go vote. Go vote. This is true. Well, thank you for joining us today. If you're loving Blacktivities, please don't hesitate to rate and review us in Apple Podcast. Also, Join us on IG. We ask for listener feedback on our topics and we feature some of the responses on our show. Um, We love interacting with our community uh, and we want to talk to you. 
and we are at Black Activities Pod on IG. No worries if you can't spell it. We got you. Links are in the show notes. In two weeks, we're going to be back with another episode. So if you want to make sure that you get it when it drops, you got to subscribe and get that automatic download, baby. Until then, king and queens keep doing big things. Yes, ma'am. And vote, 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 vote. Yes.